This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Beringer Ingelheim Animal Health, a global leader in preventative animal health care products. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Senate passage of a $2 trillion aid package late last night is setting up a vote in the House tomorrow. Some senators were not present for the Wednesday night vote, but all that were in attendance voted in favor of the measure. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she expects the measure to receive support from both parties when it comes up tomorrow. Uh, So right now we have the legislation uh, that will come to the floor tomorrow. I feel certain that we will have a strong bipartisan vote. The current plan is to hold a voice vote on the bill, which would not require all members of the House to be present for the vote. However, House rules allow for any one member to request a recorded vote on a measure, which would require members to cast their vote in the chamber. House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy says he doesn't want members of either party to do that. We are going to have the opportunity to read the bill. I know it came out late last night. We've been keeping our members abreast of where the bill's at, um, having worked on the bill for numerous days. They'll have the ability to read the text as well. We'll have debate, and then we'll have a voice vote. I do not think there's a need for anything else. This is not the first measure Congress has taken up to address the pandemic, and Pelosi suggests it won't be the last. The bill that we that was passed in the Senate last night and that we will take up tomorrow is about mitigation. Mitigation for the, all, all the loss that we have in our economy while still addressing the emergency health needs that we have in our country. And next, we'll go from emergency mitigation to recovery in terms of where we go to grow the economy, uh, to create more jobs in light of the uh, reality that we've just been through. The bill contains $14 billion to replenish USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation and another $9.5 billion is earmarked for the Livestock and Specialty Crop Assistance. For more on what's in the bill and what it means for ag and food policy, check out our coverage on agripulse.com. For the biodiesel industry, the benefits of the bill are tangential. AgriPulse's Ben Nolley has more. There are no specific provisions in the stimulus package to help biodiesel producers financially, but industry leaders say producers will get some help. National Biodiesel Board's Kurt Kavarek says there's a lot of measures in the bill to support small businesses. Many of our nation's biodiesel producers are are certainly within the category of small business. And our, our motivation right now is just to be able to make sure that they can get through this time period. If there is significantly reduced demand for diesel, that that means we're going to have reduced capacity for biodiesel. I would hope that the provisions in the stimulus bill that's being passed by Congress will help my producers at least maintain their employees. Kavarik is not aware of plants having to lay off employees yet. However, ones that shut down in September due to market volatility have delayed reopening. Our industry perhaps isn't in necessarily the same position that that ethanol is in, but we're very close. And we certainly see on the horizon for biodiesel producers what ethanol, I think, is going through today. And that's a result of reduced price for crude oil because of the oversupply. We also have uh, refiners now who are trying to capture margins on the diesel side, producing more diesel and less gasoline. He says margins for biodiesel producers are tightening on strong feedstock prices, too. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, the Department of Agriculture announced a number of actions taken in light of the coronavirus outbreak. A new waiver would allow parents or guardians to pick up school lunches to be taken home for children instead of requiring children to be present during pickup. There's also waivers for mealtimes and other requirements that would support social distancing. 
Local Farm Service Agency and Natural Resources Conservation Service offices are open by phone appointment only until further notice. And FSA is extending application deadlines for farm loans and loan servicing actions. There's also self-certification practices available and the suspension of loan accelerations, non-judicial foreclosures, and referring foreclosures to the Department of Justice. Specific questions should be referred to your local FSA office. By the way, FSA also announced the enrollment of more than 3.4 million acres of land into the Conservation Reserve Program. For more on the sign-up and the numbers behind it, check out Ben's story on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by Behringer Engelheim Animal Health, a global leader in preventative animal health care products for livestock and companion animals. From Georgia to Missouri, Iowa to Puerto Rico, more than 3,000 U.S. employees power our business. Learn more at the link in today's Drive Time email. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.